and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. You know, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that every single book from Genesis to Revelation all point to Jesus. In the Old Testament, Jesus is predicted. In the New Testament, he is revealed, preached, explained, and expected. You find him everywhere because Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible. I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies on my blog. This next series is a hunt for Jesus in the Old Testament. It's how God's story becomes our story when we invite him into our lives. It will help us get to know God better, more intimately. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yes, you and me. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to study what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Jesus in Deuteronomy, the finale. Be strong and courageous and fear the Lord. Moses' life is over. He's 120 years old. He helped God lead the people, but on several occasions, he didn't do what God told him to do. And because of his disobedience, he can't enter the promised land. I'm sure you can think of times in your life when you blew a great chance you had. You probably think back at it. Man, if I only had. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Moses now faces the fact that he won't be going into the promised land. He passes the baton to Joshua which is the next book in the Old Testament. That's when the real adventure begins. Before we say goodbye to Moses, God has some things to tell us in these final words. Let's dig in. Deuteronomy 31, Joshua becomes Israel's leader. When Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, I am now 120 years old and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan River. But the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy the nations living there and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will lead you across the river just as the Lord promised. Moses laying hands on, uh, laying hands on Joshua, the new leader of Israel. The Lord will destroy the nations living in the land just as he destroyed Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites. The Lord will hand over to you the people who live there and you must deal with them as I have commanded you. So be strong and courageous, do not be afraid and do not panic before them for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Then Moses called for Joshua and as all Israel watched, he said to him, be strong and courageous for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one Will, who will divide it among them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. <sighs> be strong and courageous. That is repeated several times. Also, God will be with you. And this is something that we can remember. God is always with us. It's up to us to seek him, seek his face, seek the kingdom of God first. If we put God first, he will give us all we need. That's a promise, and God keeps his promises. Continuing. 
public reading of the book of instruction. So Moses wrote this entire body of instruction in a book and gave it to the priests who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and to the elders of Israel. Then Moses gave them this command. At the end of every seventh year, the year of release, during the festival of shelters, you must read this book of instructions to all the people of Israel when they assemble before the Lord your God at the place he chooses. Call them together, men, women, children, and the foreigners living in your town, so they may hear this book of instruction and learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully obey all the terms of these instructions. Do this so that your children who have not known these instructions will hear them and will learn to fear the Lord your God. Do this as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan um, to occupy. All right. They were supposed to read the book of instruction, what we call the Bible, every seven years. The good news is that we don't have to wait seven years to read the Bible. We can and should read it every day, several times a day. This was a habit that took me years to master. Now I read and pray every morning. I study and prepare for this blog and podcast. Then I read my personal devotions before bed. Believe me, when I obey, I am blessed. It really does work. Now, since I've read the book a few times, I know the story. I know that Israel will disobey, but I called it Israel's disobedience predicted. Verse 14, then the Lord said to Moses, the time has come for you to die. Call Joshua and present yourselves at the tabernacle so I may commission him there. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves at the tabernacle. And the Lord appeared to them in a pillar of cloud that stood at the entrance to the sacred tent. The Lord said to Moses, you are about to die and join your ancestors. After you are gone, these people will begin to worship foreign gods, the gods of the land where they are going. They will abandon me and break my covenant that I have made with them. Then my anger will blaze forth against them. I will abandon them, hiding my face from them, and they will be devoured. Terrible trouble will come down on them. And on that day, they will say, these disasters have come down on us because God is no longer among us. At that time, I will hide my face from them on account of all the evil they commit by worshiping other gods. So write down the words of this song and teach it to the people of Israel. Help them learn it so it may serve as a witness for me against them. For I will bring them into the land I swore to give their ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. There they will become prosperous and eat all the food they want and become fat. But they will begin to worship other gods. They will despise me and break my covenant. And when great disasters come down on them, this song will stand as evidence against them, for it will never be forgotten by their descendants. I know the intentions of these people even now before they have entered the land I swore to give them. So that very day, Moses wrote down the words of the song and taught it to the Israelites. Then the Lord commissioned Joshua, son of Nun, with these words, Be strong and courageous, for you must bring the people of Israel into the land I swore to give them. I will be with you. When Moses had finished writing this entire body of instruction in a book, he gave this command to the Levites who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. Take this book of instruction and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, so it may remain there as a witness against the people of Israel. For I know how rebellious and stubborn you are. Even now, while I am still alive I'm still and, and am here with you, you have rebelled against the Lord. 
how much more rebellious will you be after my death? Now summon all the elders and officials of your tribe so that I can speak to them directly and call heaven and earth to witness against them. I know that after my death, you will become utterly corrupt, will turn from the way I have commanded you to follow. In the days to come, disaster will come down on you for you will do what is evil in the Lord's sight, making them very angry with your actions. We have then the song of Moses. So Moses recited this entire song publicly to the assembly of Israel. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words that I say. Let my teaching fall on you like rain. Let my speech settle like dew. Let my words fall like rain on tender grass, like gentle showers on young plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our God. He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. But they have acted corruptly toward him. When they act so perversely, are they really his children? They are deceitful. They are a deceitful and twisted generation. This is the way you repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people. Isn't he your father who created you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father and he will inform you. Inquire of your elders and they will tell you when the most high assigned lands to the nations. When he divided up the human race, he established the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of his heavenly court. For the people of Israel belong to the Lord. Jacob is his special possession. He found them in a desert land in an empty howling wasteland. He surrounded them and watched over them. He guarded them as he would guard his own eyes, like an eagle that rouses her, her chicks and hovers over her young. So he spread his wings to take them up and carried them safely on his pinions. The Lord alone guided them. They followed no foreign gods. He let them ride over the highlands and feast on the crops of the fields. He nourished them with honey from the rock and olive oil from the stony ground. He, fell, he fed them yogurt from the herd and milk from the, from the flock, together with the fat of lambs. He gave them choice rams from Bashan and goats, together with the choicest wheat. You drank the finest wine made from the juice of grapes. But Israel soon became fat and unruly. The people grew heavy, plump, and stuffed. Then they abandoned the God who had made them. They made light of the rock of their salvation. They stirred up his jealousy by worshiping foreign gods. They provoked his fury with detestable deeds. They offered sacrifices to demons which are not God, to gods they had not known before, to new gods only recently arrived, to gods their ancestors had never feared. You neglected the rock who had fathered you. You forgot the God who had given you birth. The Lord saw this and drew back, provoked to anger by his own sons and daughters. He said, I will abandon them. Then see what becomes of them, for they are a twisted generation, children without integrity. They have roused my jealousy by worshiping things that are not God. They have provoked my anger with their useless idols. Now I will rouse their jealousy through people who are not even a people. I will provoke their anger through the foolish Gentiles. 
for my anger blazes forth like fire and burns to the depth of the grave. It devours the earth and all its crops and ignites the fountains of the mountains. I will heap disasters upon them and shoot them down with my arrows. I will weaken them from famine, burning fever and deadly disease. I will send the fangs of wild beasts and poisonous snakes that glide in the dust. Outside the sword will bring death and inside terror will strike. Both young men and young women, both infants and the aged, I would have annihilated them, wiping out every memory of them. But I feared the taunt of Israel's enemy who might misunderstand and say, our own power has triumphed. The Lord had nothing to do with this. But Israel is a senseless nation. The people are foolish without understanding. Oh, that they were wise and could understand this. Oh, that they might know their fate. How could one person chase a thousand of them and two people put 10,000 to flight unless their rock has sold them, unless the Lord had given up? But the rock of our enemies is not like our rock, as even they recognize. Their vine grows from the vine of Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poison, their clusters are bitter, their wine is the venom of serpents and deadly poison of cobras. The Lord says, am I not storing up these things, sealing them away in my treasury? I will take revenge, I will pay them back. In due time, their feet will slip, their day of disaster will arrive and their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will give justice to his people and will change his mind about his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left slave or free. Then he will ask, where are their gods? The rocks they fled to for refuge. Where now are those gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their offerings? Let those gods arise and help you. Let them provide you a shelter. Look now, I myself am he. There is no other God but me. That rhymes. I am the one who kills and gives life. I am the one who wounds and heals. No one can be rescued from my powerful hand. Now I raised my hand to heaven and declared as surely as I live when I sharpen my flashing sword and begin to carry out justice, I will take revenge on my enemies and repay those who reject me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword will devour flesh. The blood of the slaughtered and the captives and the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice with him, you heavens, and let all of God's angels worship him. Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles, and let all the angels be strengthened in him, for he will avenge the blood of his children. He will take revenge against his enemies. He will repay those who hate him and cleanse his people's land. So Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of this song to the people. When Moses had finished reciting all these words to the people of Israel, he added, take to heart all the words of warning I have given you today. Pass them on as a command to your children so they will obey every word of these instructions. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land you will occupy when you cross the Jordan River. Moses' death foretold. That same day, the Lord said to Moses, go to Moab, to the mountains east of the river, and climb Mount Nebo, which is across from Jericho. Look out across the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the people of Israel as their own special possession. 
Then you will die there on the mountain. You will join your ancestors just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and joined his ancestors. For both, you betrayed me with the Israelites at the waters of Meribah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. You failed to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel there. So you will see the land from a distance, but you may not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel. <sighs> Deuteronomy 33, Moses blesses the people. This is the blessing that Moses, the man of God, gave to the people of Israel before his death. And I will let you read that on your own. Okay, because it goes through each, each and every tribe. All right, the blessings end with these words. I'm picking it up on verse 26. There is no one like the God of Israel. He rides across the heavens to help you, across the skies in majestic splendor. The eternal God is your refuge, and his everlasting arms are under you. He drives out the enemy before you. He cries out, destroy them. So Israel will live in safety, prosperous Jacob in security in a land of grain and new wine while the heavens drop down dew. How blessed you are, O Israel. Who else is like you, a people saved by the Lord? He is your protecting shield and your triumphant sword. Your enemies will cringe before you and you will stomp on their backs. Deuteronomy 34, the death of Moses. Then Moses went up to Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab and climbed Pisgah Peak which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him the whole land from Gilead as far as Dan, all the land of Naphtali and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah extending to the Mediterranean Sea, the Negev, the Jordan Valley with Jericho, the city of Palms as far as Zoar. Then the Lord said to Moses, this is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob when I said, I will give it to your descendants. I have now allowed you to see it with your own eyes, but you will not enter the land. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, just as the Lord had said. The Lord buried him in a valley near Beth Peor in Moab. But to this day, no one knows the exact place. Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyesight was clear and he was as strong as ever. The people of Israel mourned for Moses on the plains of Moab for 30 days until the customary period of mourning was over. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. There has never been another prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. The Lord sent him to perform all the miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants and his entire land. With mighty power, Moses performed terrifying acts in the sight of all Israel. All right, here's some food for thought. The word Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Reading the Bible gives you a healthy fear or respect of God. A leader who knows how to follow God is worth following. God knew the Israelites were going to sin, to fall into idolatry. God knows all our intentions. The Israelites will fall into a vicious cycle. Sin, consequences, repentance, then restoration, which only lasts until we sin again. Yes, we. That's our vicious cycle, too. That's how I lived as a Roman Catholic. I'd sin. Mom would punish me. I'd have to go to confession. 
and say that I was repentant? Did I mean it? No. When all was okay, I could go to Mass and partake of the Eucharist. Well, I was in good standing until I sinned again. And as a kid, I'd sin again and again and again. I was never taught that Jesus died on the cross, taking our sins away forever. That if we believed that, we'd be forgiven for all our sins, past, present, and future. And so here are a few more thoughts on the end of Deuteronomy here from Spoken Gospel from the free YouVersion Bible app. And see, with this app, it's easy to read the Bible every day. So Deuteronomy closes with a striking statement. This reads, there has not arisen a prophet since Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. The good news is that a prophet even greater than Moses has finally come. For Jesus did not just know God face to face, but is God himself. In fact, the fullness of God's glory can be seen in the face of Jesus and his gospel. Unlike Moses, who could not enter the land but dies, Jesus not only entered the final promised land of heaven, but he earns us passage into it with him through his death. The law Moses wrote down has survived to this day. It fulfills its role as a witness against us and our sin. But Jesus has kept the law for us. Therefore, as Moses blessed Israel in the midst of their disobedience, we receive the blessing of Christ in the midst of all our disobedience. Despite our sin, God has shown us favor. And isn't it great news then that the ironic song that should give us the reason behind our punishment and exile becomes a song we will never have to sing. Instead, we can sing a new song of thanks to Jesus for rescuing us from sin and death. And that is from Jesus in all of Deuteronomy, my spoken gospel, and I have a link to their website. And they've got a really nice YouTube channel. Um, recommend you go there and subscribe to it. Only Jesus can break the vicious cycle of sin. It's time to get right with God. What are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart. He is and received the confident hope of eternal life. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. 
Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.